Hello, and welcome to the Get Snatty Podcast, live from my car in Jersey City, New Jersey, at my gym. My guest today is internet sensation, viral sensation, reality show villain, Paris Nicholson. How are, how are you, Paris? Hi, Nathaniel. I'm doing quite well. Thank you for that gorgeous introduction. All of those things are technically true. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you for, for being on here on, on such short notice. It's I'm, I'm very... You might not know this, but this is a big get for, for this podcast. Um, Ooh, not me being a big get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll take it. The first thing I have to say, I was I was looking through YouTube videos. It was one about, it was one on your channel about something about uh, edited to be a villain. And someone yes. wrote, someone wrote, all the editing in the world doesn't change the things you did. I know, I saw that comment too. <laughs> I actually love hateful comments like that. And I don't get a lot of them, surprisingly. I really? I would get more. Yeah, I have like maybe like a dozen that I can ever think have ever happened. Yeah, ever. How is that possible? I don't know. I think I I think my content has yet to reach the audience that hates me. <laughs> okay. Like the homophobes aren't seeing my videos, which is good. So like the people who see your content, it's like the same people who watch E and Bravo or... Whatever. Yes, it, that's that's what it seems to be, and a lot of Disney adults who I don't think have that kind of animosity inside them, at least online. Um, I want to make a joke about Disney adults, but as you say, they don't have. There's no hate in their hearts, so so how could yeah, I? Yeah, they're just weird and sad. <laughs> you said it. Hey, <laughs> hey, to my large my large Disney adult fan base, uh, <laughs> Paris doesn't speak for the Get Snatty program. So this is true. As as a, as a a content creator, how did you get on? First of all, you were on a show called "Worst Cooks in America: Viral Sensations," and you made it to the uh, the, the last episode, but but didn't okay. win. Um, I did not win. I botched it at the very final moments. You know, your roast in the second to last episode looked wonderful, and I don't know what she was talking about. She's like too much sauce. I'm like I don't know. Tits. Um, <laughs> How did you actually get on get on the show? Okay, so I had never heard of this show before. Or I think I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. Um, and when they were talking to me, basically, let me rewind. I'd never heard of the show. They called me and were like, hey, we've seen your videos online. We think you'd be great for a show we're casting called Worst Cooks in America. And I said, wow, that's really mean. Why would you say that to me? My videos aren't even cooking related. What would let you believe that I am bad at cooking? You're not wrong. I, w I would say I'm the worst cook in America, but I wasn't a great cook. So right. I was like, yeah, I'll be on TV. Sure. Yeah. And that's basically how they got me. They just called and were like, hey, you look like an idiot. You want to be on TV? <laughs> I, I got to tell you, like, my in the back of my head, I have a lot of, like, aims as a content creator. But my biggest yeah. hope is, like, just somebody who could do this would call me and say, I want to put this guy in a reality show. So Yeah, Nat, it's so fun. It was such a fun experience. And now I'm like, I need to do all the shows. Put me on Survivor. Put me on The Mole. Put me on Traders. I really want to be on Traders now. <clears throat> Josh and I are huge Survivor fans. And Same. We watched the, uh, are you watching the current season? Yes. With Carolyn? Carolyn? Oh, I'm obsessed with her. That's a fucking star right there. I'll, I'll superimpose yeah. a picture of her right next to your head. If you're not watching yeah. the current season of Survivor, get fucking Paramount Plus. Do whatever you got to do. Because not since... Um, I'm trying to think of... Remember the, the gay Republican guy, Colton? He's old school. He's old school. But he, he was like... It's like... It's, I started in like season 
twenty-ish. This what you you want to look up highlights of Colton? He was an extremely swishy Southern dude who was also a Republican, but also like the world's biggest bitch, <laughs> and like just absolute like reality show star. I don't know. I don't know what he's what he's doing now. Um, but yeah, but we always see the uh, want to join Survivor type out the thing, and I, I I don't have a good reason why neither of us have done that. Yeah, fill out the application. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is actually involved because I looked into the process. You have to make like a whole video, and it's it's a bit more work than you might expect. Right. I, I, I kind of haven't done it. Well, exactly. What I dream of is just sitting there doing my thing and getting a phone call. Like, hey, we love you. Exactly, yeah. We'll fly you out just to L.A. Call me up. <laughs> that's, that's like more my speed of, of preparation. Direct um, bookings only. So how did you become a... a influencer let's go back to the beginning so i always say i'm not an influencer excuse the term claim that title okay (laughs) content creator influenced anybody to do anything i'm not that powerful yet how did you how did you um, how how did you come to having a successful and robust following on the internet making videos successful you're so kind um so i literally m32 and i was like you know i'm too old for tiktok it was back a little around the time of the pandemic and i was like you know it's not for me that's fine not everything's for me and randomly do you okay so do you remember the time like post pandemic but still kind of pandemic like 2021 ish when the disney adults were complaining that the parks were still closed do you remember this i do remember all in that's actually when i started on tiktok too right around then so oh that's amazing I was like, I guess it was a prime time. Well, I saw a video of a girl on Twitter explaining all the reasons why she should be allowed back to the Disney parks. And the very last reason she gave was so that she could see the hot bug from A Bug's Life. And then she showed a clip of the ant from A Bug's Life. And I was like, that's not the hot bug from A Bug's Life. And I was like, I moved on. And then days later, I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, are there people out there that think that the ant is the hot bug from A Bug's Life? I have to correct this. So I made a stupid video ranking the top five hottest bugs in a bug's life and why they were in that ranking. And that got like a million views in a day, bitch. And my family was calling me. People were texting me. They're like, oh my God, I just saw this. It's blowing up. And I was like, wait, what? A bunch of people saw that? Uh-oh. And then, and then I kind of just kept doing it. You fell ass backwards into like what you're known for, which is yeah. top five hottest non-secular yes. things, which, which I love, by the way. Thank you. I'm trying to veer away from it because I feel like with TikTok, they want to trap you into a shtick. I, I, I refuse that too. And like, I'll, I'll give you like the, 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 uh, Cliff's notes on how I started influ- influencing or whatever. Yeah. It was the pandemic. I, I was running a business that got completely wiped out by there being a lockdown. Oh. So I'm like broke. At the time, I was, I was like very, very lean, like with veins okay. everywhere. And I'm like, I'll be a fitness influencer. What the fuck? So I started an influencer. I started an Instagram where like the shtick was I do junk food reviews and the shtick was like you could eat junk food and be in shape. It's all about flexible dieting. Here's how it is. That's and it, where your handles Natty eats junk. Yes. And so it, okay, it was it was uh, I did that for a year doing one minute videos that nobody watched and people kept telling me to do TikTok and I'm like, all right. So then I posted one, forgot about it, looked at it a week later, it had two thousand views, which is, is nothing to me now, but at the time was I would would have killed you got 2,000 yeah. views on a... You're like, whoa, what's this? What's right, right. Here? And then, then next thing you know, uh, here here I am. But yeah, it, it was... Uh, I, too, like, before I got on, I was like, 
well, you're 32. I was 43 or whatever at the time. Like, I'm definitely too old for, for TikTok. But people kept telling me, and then, and then bam. I also struggle with the, I hate the term influencer. But yeah, what do you say? Like, what do you say? And like, when people are like, oh, you're famous, and you're like, no, I'm not. But like, there's like no a lot of these things. There's no way to like answer it without either being conceited or falsely modest. Yeah, uh, you know I what I mean. Just lean into conceited. Typically, <laughs> so your your podcast partner Michael Judson Berry. Yes, you guys met on the show. We did, yeah. So that season of Worst Cooks in America, they cast all like viral sensations, which is like the, the shtick, which I didn't realize until I got there. Right. I was like, oh, oh, everyone's a content creator, and they're like, yeah, that's the theme of the season. And I guess everybody else knew that except me, so I was kind of like the last horse to to get that memo, but. We met immediately, and I was like, oh, you're so funny. We have such fun together. And the whole time, we're, like, in between filming, and we're like, we have to do a podcast. What would the podcast be about? And we're just, like, back and forth, just pitching ideas. And then basically, like, a week after we wrapped filming, I got an email from Sony, and they were like, hey, we have this idea for a podcast. We think you'd be an incredible host for it. What do you think? And I was like, I love this idea, yes, and I have the perfect co-host in mind. And they were like, oh, we love Michael Judson Berry. That's excellent. And it was like six months of pre-production, which is kind of surprising for me for a podcast. Yeah. Um, but now we're live, and it's been so fun. We have three episodes a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And they're really short, bite-sized episodes, like 20 minutes, 30 tops, where we kind of recap the hottest trends on social media of that week. So what's going on this week? This week? Uh, well, I'm so... I. We have like a group chat with our producers where we just like pitch ideas of things we're seeing. And I don't know if you saw this morning, but all of the Barbie promotional materials for the new movie have dropped. And I'm obsessed with it. It's all over my timeline. There's so many different Barbies, so many different Kens have been revealed. And I'm like, where is the trailer? And now everyone's like photoshopping different people and like saying that they're a version of a Barbie or they're a version of a Ken. So that has been what I've been looking at all morning long, and we record tomorrow, so hopefully I can get that into the outline. Now I know what, what I'm going to do for TikTok this afternoon. <clears throat> do something Barbie-related. It's very hot right now. Um, so it sounds like you're my idol who just gets phone calls with amazing opportunities. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's kind of a dream. It's It feels weird because sometimes it's like a brand will be like, hey, we want to do this collab. What do you think? And I'm like, yes, awesome. And then there'll be like months where I don't get those kinds of emails. And I'm like, am I dead? Is it over? Have I passed my peak? And I've been doing this for a little over two years now. Actually, we're probably coming up on the two-year mark right about now. Um, and I've kind of seen that there's ebbs and flows like with everything in life. So I'm like, okay, even if there's not these kinds of opportunities presenting themselves to me, it doesn't mean I need to lay over and die. It's not even that it's ebbs and flows. It's that it's so like day-to-day -day when, when you're... Yeah. constantly putting out content like two weeks ago feels like a month ago or, or, or more it than really that does. and it's like time is skewed like on TikTok you'll go or I'll speak for myself I'll go like you know my videos always do okay but sometimes I'll go like a month or two without something going viral and I'm like well I guess that's it for me and then and that you know it's just you learn consistency and you also learn but like I, I definitely hear what you said like the when shit goes bad for a minute, it's like, is this it? Is this it? You know. Yeah, this is the end. Pack. Right. <laughs> but, you know... Like, yeah, the algorithm is fickle. She's fickle and petty. It's true. I, one thing I... And I, I would say this for you, like, too. 
if anyone could do this, everyone, anyone would, or excuse me, if everyone could do this, everyone would. So like the reasons you were successful on, on TikTok or a reality show are the reasons you'd be successful at podcasting or, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Like TikTok like skill set that I didn't realize I had, you know, it's a mixture of how some, like, I'll just say it. it's a mixture of how, how you look and how you sound and how you present yourself. Um, I'm speaking of you, not for me. For me, it's all personality, <laughs> nothing to do with the way I look. Um, <clears throat> but like, that's why, like, what you know, we're, we're facing this possible TikTok ban. Oh, that's fake. That's so fake. Right. I I don't think it'll come to that. And that's I think never gonna happen. Money will change hands before before that happens. Exactly. Like, they'll come to a. They're that's playing hardball. But even if it did, it's like, I'd be fine. I have Instagram. I'm I'm trying to get a YouTube off the ground. You know what's weird for me? TikTok has always been like my primary platform for engagement. That's where I have like the largest following. That's where my videos do the best. Same. And these past couple months, I've been sort of veering away from like my typical shtick of the top five hottest whatevers and kind of shifting more towards more broad comedy because that's what I'm pursuing. Um, and recently, my videos have started popping off on Instagram more than TikTok. Like I had a Nicole Kidman video go viral on Instagram. That's, I never had anything go viral on Instagram. I was kind of like Instagram is for like me and my friends. Um, so now it's kind of interesting to see how the same content on different platforms will be promoted or put on the For You page and then other platforms are like, nah. Josh and me have had, had the exact same experience with Instagram. And over the last like two months, it's been like, oh, this is possibly becoming my, my primary platform. Um, and yeah, it, it's interesting. Like you say, it's interesting to think like, and sometimes I'll, I'll do a video that doesn't do great on TikTok. I'm like, well, maybe this is more reels of speed. Yeah. Um, so and yeah. You have YouTube shorts to consider. And then there's Twitter. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I struggle with, uh, you know, it's funny. Like I, I have a, a, uh, pornography career as it were, which I, I really, uh, yeah, I, I, my, I can see that. my, my income comes mostly from, uh, the O F. But, you like it OnlyFans? Yeah. Can you not say OnlyFans? I don't know. I, Plug the OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. I have an OnlyFans, pretty people, in case you didn't know. Uh, I don't make it that hard to find, but also, like, my, my two worries about that, it's very, uh, I mean, what's tame? It's, uh, my worries are, like, it would uh, exclude me from traditional media opportunities. I can see that, yeah. But it's like a concern that I feel like is getting less and less valid that, over that's time. The people who I talked to about it, everyone pretty much said that. Like, I'm, I'm using, like, 1995 math. Yeah. Or, or whatever. <laughs> um, Where it's like, now you look at, you know, the president, and you can have a sex scandal, and that's fine. Yeah, like, our, our former president got pinched for, uh, for, uh, for paying off a now porn star. I can't jerk off on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Nothing is real anymore. My point was, one thing I struggle with is because I have like 50,000 followers on Twitter, which is like just, you know, primarily gay men. Um, yeah. And I like, I can't let, I don't want to like, if I started posting like TikToks of me and Josh lip syncing, uh, that people would be like, what the fuck? How fuck's... would they react? I don't know. I, I, you'd get a lot of one thing. I'll tell you. I, I'm I'm a I'm a bisexual, and you know, in in gay parlance, you'd call me. He's a straight guy. You, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, my fiance is also bi. Right, right. A lot of people forget that you're basically half straight. Like I've seen all of the John Wick movies, and I'm gay. That was never supposed to happen the, for me. Those are good I mean? fucking movies. Very, yeah, very I straight. I like them actually, but I never would have watched them if I wasn't dating a bisexual. <laughs> my, my, I wasn't really cued in very much to. Uh, the, the biggest surprising thing about being a public bisexual is how rude fucking men are. And really? I, I had no idea. Gay men, particularly. So nasty, so rude. But it's just like they're men, so why would they yeah. be any? Why would they be any different from? So it's made me like, made me like appreciate me too in a way I couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Like I could never fully understand. I'm a big dude. Like I could never fully understand what it's like to like feel physically threatened. The way yeah. like like a woman would, but I, I do under I, I like. And I'm sure this is pretty common. This something that that gay men just have known all along. That that's rare, fairly new to me. Like the whole like if you were like no thanks I'm not interested you get well you're just stuck up, or yeah. um, just lashing out the most potent venom they can spew. Right, right. They can't handle the rejection. Well, yeah, and like even with it's like, you're in fucking Iowa. <laughs> what were we gonna do? Right, like you're in Iowa. I'm in a relationship. Forget the fact that not on your best day would this ever happen. But like, <laughs> I'm supposed to like have dirty fucking Snapchat videos with you, and the I, 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 don't know. <laughs> I was always merciless with my rejections. I'm a Capricorn. I don't care. <laughs> well, you know the thing is like that's as as a very sensitive person who never took rejection well. That's a kindness is when you're very direct and say like, nope, it'll never happen. Get yeah, out of your I head. Feel like let's save us both some time and move on. <laughs> and then I, I'm, I'm also like really, I'm block happy. I love blocking. That actually might be why I don't get too many hate comments because like at the first sign of bullshit, I'm like, oh, you're blocked. It's fine. There's billions of people on this planet. I have no problem blocking hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll block people. So I, my block hand is strong. And sometimes I'll like start another account and they're like, you blocked me. You infringed upon my freedom of speech. It's like, no, I fucking didn't. <laughs> First of all, I, I actually firmly believe in freedom of speech, but it also gives me the, my freedom to, to block, you know, That's the Christ lover 1971 <laughs> with, the, with the crying eagle fucking... Blocking somebody as an infringement on their freedom of speech. Listen, you're free to talk wherever you want, but you're not free to have me listen. Yeah. That's like, not something you are guaranteed. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm, I'm actually, funny. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I, I'm really like, I feel, I envy you that you don't deal with a lot of hate comments. Especially, I think, yeah. especially I mean, as a, now. well, you know, it's funny. I, I was looking at, there's a video of you and Michael going into the Sony studios. Yeah. And someone just wrote, looks like two woke libs. It's like, oh, really? Just, I I missed that one. It, it's not like you're sitting there like in the video, like advocating anything you're just literally two people walking to a store and we're visibly well lives. <laughs> i guess but like i just don't understand what the point of it is and I'll, I'll even both sides this i'll be like well I'll be, I'll be looking at a video and it's like some dude's hunting or whatever and yeah. someone and someone will just go fucking maga trumpers what the fuck it's like they're not saying anything this is just let them live <laughs> it's I, like i wonder with people like that like i don't think you care about politics and issues i think you just care about like Getting attention online from strangers, or just fighting, or, or like yeah. dunking on people to like feel yeah. powerful. 
Yeah, exactly. It's a power grab. I, but I will say sometimes there is discourse in my comments, usually not like directed towards me, but sometimes I'll like watch it, I'll like look at a video and there'll be like people fighting amongst themselves in the comments. And I love that because one, that's great for my engagement. Two, I'm so petty that I just like scroll through and like like the comments. That is one of the, the most delightfully entertaining thing. Hey, to anyone watching, get yourself a viral video and have two random people argue about something that you don't care about very much for like three yeah, days unrelated usually yeah like the nicole kidman video that i did i like dubbed over nicole kidman I, I love i saw that i love that by the way there's so many people in the comments like debating whether nicole kidman's like a good person or talented discussing all of her scandals and like really like fighting each other like tooth and nail about nicole kidman and i'm like this is great discourse i love this but there's also a concerning number of people who thought that my double my voiceover was actually nicole kidman they're really? like, i can't believe she would make those sounds she's such a smug bitch and i'm like that's a gay man's voice if you can't tell that that's not the voice of nicole kidman you're an idiot <laughs> I, i'm endlessly surprised at how how stupid some people can be on the internet yeah. Yeah. That would be an example of it. Otherwise, Josh and I posted a video. I posted a video and it said, "Great news! Josh and I have just been cast in the in the gritty reboot of Bert and Ernie." And <laughs> at least thirty comments are like, "Oh my God, is this real? I'm so happy for you." <laughs> Aww, well, at least they're kind idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's hard. Like when you have fans who are like terrible people and I, honestly i'm just like love you <laughs> keep being <Yeah>. terrible <laughs> Listen, keep clicking that like i i welcome stupidity where we all have moments where we're stupid bitches everyone's smart at something you know that is true like like half the people who you laugh at on the internet like maybe they're like they're good at fucking welding or something or, yeah, or engineering, like, something I could... Maybe they built your house. Right, right. Like, I, I barely passed Algebra 2, so who the fuck am I to talk? Oh, I failed Algebra 2 twice. Me it's too. The letters and the numbers, they actually, like, mix up in my brain. I can see numbers just fine, I can see letters just fine, but when there's both, my brain's like, Same. let's mix them up like a little salad. I, I'm even good with, like, arithmetic, but once letters, I failed it junior year, and then had to take it again senior year of high school. My parents got me a tutor... And I still failed the, the final exam. It, it was written no. up that I got a 58, but then I saw the teacher later that day, and she goes, oh, Nathaniel, there was a mistake. You actually got a 60, so you passed. And I yes. really I really think it was just like out of the kindness of her heart. Mercy. Like, like, yeah, it the, sounds like it. She, I was like a smart, like, I was book smart in like the humanities. Um, maybe yeah. she did the math, like, this kid isn't gonna like be a rocket scientist anyway. You yeah. know, so just That's, like I love that. So you're a millennial, am I right? Or are you late? I am, yeah. A millennial. I'm I'm late or excuse me, early no, late Gen X kind of cusp. What what do you think of Gen Z as a uh, as a as a generation? I love them. I you love do. the change they're enacting. I love the style choices I love the slang I love the culture that they're bringing to the world and also they're like fully adults now like they can vote now which is There's exciting 25 year olds are Gen Z yeah yeah I will say some of them and this is true of all people it's hard to generalize a total generation some of them really I want to say grew up in a bubble and it's kind of like like I'm the generation that grew up before the internet where your parents were like okay go play outside and you had to like play in the woods for eight hours and then the last nasty. generation like that yeah yeah 
but then also young enough that when the internet became a thing, I was an early adopter. Like, I was on, like, 4chan when I was, like, 12 years old, like, looking at the most wild stuff you would... Like, back in the internet, it used to just, like, be the dark web, basically. It was just, like, yeah. and, like, It's like, it's like yeah. your time in Vietnam. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, like, I've seen these things on the internet like i grew up in the dark web so now i see kids be like oh my god i can't believe that's online i'm like bitch there's so much worse out there if you want like you can find videos of people being murdered if you, if you look hard enough it's crazy but they're I, just like oh. i very much agree like I, I i very much agree with that assessment of, of gen z the, the the my problems with them and again i'm generalizing is the over pathologizing of everything it's like, See, you know, having a bad time at the store stuff. isn't trauma. And like when you call like minor inconveniences, just one example, if you call a minor inconvenience, even a, a major inconvenience that hurt you, trauma, that's very, very insulting to people who like actually have, went, actual, trauma. have actual trauma. Um, but also, like, are they doing it in a funny way? Because, like, if somebody steals my parking spot, I might call that trauma. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Or, or that, I just got hate crimed. Um, yeah, I love, I love saying I was hate crimed. One of my favorite bits is, like, whenever I walk by a baby at a store, I'll whisper to whoever I'm with, that baby just called me a faggot. Josh and I, we have a cannon for our dog, Nina. And yeah. she's a she's a woman who's had many, many litters. I don't even know if I should say this, but the joke with us say is that it. Nina is a turf. <laughs> a, a trans, That's funny. Because Josh is trans, it's like... Yeah, you can say that. That's funny. Josh will be like, if I'm editing a video, like, you can't say that. And I'll be like... Yeah. And I'll want to argue. Like, well, I should be able to say that. But Josh is like, it doesn't matter whether or not it's true or not. It's like, do you want to get canceled? Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or do you want to just deal with the fallout? And remember... If if uh, if I'm dealing with fallout, it's gonna spill over, spill over oh, there. Yeah, so it's like, about that. yeah, it's uh, being in a relationship with a fellow content creator is interesting, to say yeah. the least. My fiance is too, but our worlds are like so different and disconnected that like there hasn't been much spillover. But we just recently got represented by an agency that's gonna start pitching us for things individually and as a couple. So I'm like, maybe we should start making more content together. I mean, he's so gorgeous. I love him to bits. Um, but yeah, we haven't experienced that yet. My instinct is that if you're both have a following, it, there's no reason it wouldn't work. Yeah. Because the chemistry that keeps you together, the chemistry that works in real life is going to translate, translate on camera. And ultimately, that's yeah. like, uh, for the record, Josh and I were both successful creators before we posted content together. But I think the reason why Josh and Natty is successful is people, particularly women, can sense that that like it's real and not like a yeah. that like that we genuinely like each other. So it translates as very real, and I yeah. think it's also like such a nice like juxtaposition because like like you said, you're from different generations. You're like you present in such contrasting ways that like it's just like really. When I first saw, I think I first just like. I discovered both of you through a video that you were both in. And probably one of the ones that went viral and it was on my For You page. And I was like, oh my God, who are these two? Probably I the love beach them video. immediately. When you pick her up, I saw that video and I was like, yes, who is this couple? I'm obsessed with them immediately. And then I went on both your pages and I was like, wow, I love them. It's just like a great dynamic and you have such good chemistry. You're very funny together. My favorite, I have to say my favorite video of all time is the one where... Josh has a makeup look on, and she's like, "What do you think of my makeup, Nathaniel?" And you're like, "Oh, it reminds me of like a 
like like a low budget kiss. Blah 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 blah. blah. And she's like low budget. I've watched that like at least a hundred times. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where my mind went. I was like, okay, low budget. <laughs> that's Rude. all, Josh. You guys are are engaged, right? Yes. So, I I. I I bet part of you is worried that like that the like stress of adding that onto everything would be like cause a lot of friction, but I, I don't know. I, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, we're both not worried at all. We're both very much like we're not really planning a wedding. We might just not do a wedding. Or if we can get like some brand to sponsor a wedding, maybe we'll do it. But for the most part, we're both super chill. We're down to just like go sign some papers and move on. Oh, and start just like traveling the world. I just mean being uh, being worried about the the tensions that would come with being a online couple unit. Oh, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. I, yeah, I feel like that wouldn't change much. At most, it will it'll it'll result in a few arguments here and yeah. there. Yeah, it's not like yeah. <clears throat> Like I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't worry about it. And I, I would. My instinct is that it would probably be. I don't. I haven't seen your fiance stuff, but my instinct, just from knowing you a little bit, is that it would probably work pretty well on camera. So. Yeah, I imagine it would. If you haven't followed my fiance, you can find him at Dwight Brooks on TikTok and at Dwaskiat, like Basquiat with the Dwight, uh, on Instagram. He's a stylist and he's so cute and he has like the best style. And it's wild because. I have like a very specific style. I joke that I dress like a water Pokemon trainer primarily. I just love like a nautical theme. Um, but he'll put together these outfits and I'm like, that is so weird. That's so ugly. It's so wrong. And then I see it all together. And I'm like, wow, this is brilliant. This is inspired. I'm an idiot. He just like really turns out these looks that I never anticipate are going to look as good as they eventually do. So go check him out. He has great style. You can, uh, you can find links in the description. There they are. Click now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, pu I'll put a, I'll put one of those like cheesy arrows. Just put it over my face. <laughs> so your your uh, your podcasting partner Michael, he does he live in Jersey City? Yeah, he literally lives in Jersey City specifically. Oh, I'll I'll probably reach out to him for like a in person guest. Yeah, if he'd be into that. Oh That's God, cool. Wait, yes, because I, I was doing and in, in, while I was doing research for this, which was. I watched. I actually did watch. Josh watched the show as it was airing, and like, Cooks? yeah, and it's a weird show. Thank I, you, Josh. I watched it like while dicking around on my phone type deal. Yeah. No, no offense. That's, that's exactly what. No, that's it's that kind of show. It's like a I don't have to pay attention to this show. Show. Right, right. But that's it's to be fair. It's what I do in survival. Survivor. Like I either fast yeah. forward or look at my phone during like challenges. So. It's, yeah. But I always looked up when you were there. Anyway, but I just, I watched the last two episodes to refresh myself. Forgot how much I love Najee. Um, Najee? Najee. Oh, that, Najee. That's a Such fucking a star. star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also love Tessica. Uh, I'm obsessed with Tessica Brown after it, that. It was a good, it was a good cast. I, I meant to go back and, and follow everyone. All, so, so far, I only follow you, Michael, and, and Najee. Um but yeah, while doing the, the research, it said it said Michael Jetsonberry, Jersey City. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I was could, like Michael, just say New York. It's easier. But he's like, no, it's very specific that I have to say Jersey City. And I'm like, ah, okay, I get that. <laughs> well, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up all over the East Coast. We were super poor, my mom and I. So I was born in Massachusetts, and then I lived in like ten different states growing up. But then I went to high school in Pennsylvania and college in Pittsburgh. So mostly the Northeast. 
Yeah, very okay. New England vibes. Um, the the thing with like Jersey City and Hope, like you can envision where Manhattan is, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the East River, and then there's Brooklyn. The other oh, side, New York. Yeah, I know, I know. Right, right. So there's the Hudson River, then there's Jersey City and Hoboken. For some reason. If you live in Jersey City and Hoboken, which is like literally right there, I could be in, in at the World Trade Center in literally twelve minutes from yeah. from here to there. That's not New York, but if you live like no. <laughs> fifteen miles by Kennedy Airport, you're like I'm a real New Yorker, and like there'll be people they move from fucking Iowa. Yeah, it's a brutal distinction. <laughs> and they're like they'll move from Iowa, they still dip their fucking pizza. It's a ranch dressing, and I'm like, ew, Jersey. It's like, well, I'm, I'm sure Michael and I could commiserate on it, but like, yeah, you have you have to say Jersey City because, yeah, because somebody like, you don't live in New York, you live in That's Jersey not City, New York. Yeah, yeah, and you get it. Like, you wonder why like people in New Jersey have like such chips on our shoulder. That's Honestly, why. Yeah, I survived one year in New York before I wanted to kill myself. My mental health was at an all-time low, and I was like, "Why is everything smelling like piss?" And no one's admitting it. Everything smells like garbage, and we're all poor. This isn't fun. I imagine it's fun if you're like super rich, but now that we're in LA, I'm like, "Oh, LA is a vibe." And I always thought I was too East Coast for LA, but now I'm like, I love it. I'm really getting into it. I, I lived in LA for a year. The only reason I left was because. I had my my nephews were like three years old at the time. I had twin nephews, oh. and I'm like, I just don't want to miss. Yeah, I, I want to go back home before like L.A. gets its hooks into me. Yeah. So I'm like, now's the time to leave. But for the most part, it was just North Jersey, but with better weather and palm trees. Like there wasn't, guess, yeah. There, there wasn't any like culture shock. Yeah. Um. Wh- where do you, where do you guys live? Um, we live, oh, I just found out, because, <clears throat> like, we live in, like, a weird, like, middle neighborhood that isn't quite any neighborhood, but our friends just told us that they call it Mid-Wilshire. Mid-Wilshire, okay. I know Mid- Mid-Wilshire. I live right below the tar pits. The La Brea tar pits? The La Brea tar pits, yeah. I, I was there once when I was 10. Pretty cool. Smells horrible. We should really close that up. I think it's a hazard. I know it's like a natural <laughs> monument or whatever, but... Have you actually been to, been to the museum? Yeah. My, I, we took my mom there when she came to visit, and she, like, loves the show La Brea, I guess. Uh, so she was like, we have to go see the tar pits. And then I made the mistake of getting us tickets to the museum, which is really nothing. It's a nothing museum. You can kind of just walk by the tar pits for free and get the whole vibe. I don't recommend paying for the museum itself. I, I went there in 1988, and all I remember is, like, a statue of a caveman next to tar and I was like oh yeah, that sucks for lots that of tar, lots of statues some fossils of things that they found in the pit <clears throat> so here's a question yeah I, I find myself <clears throat> how, how do I put this I, I, problematic not well <laughs> in the most problematic way you can <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> don't get don't me. me with a good time. Yeah, right. Uh, sometimes I do wish I could just like let loose and say everything I really yeah. think on the internet. Um, because it would I don't know, but like, <laughs> it's a fine line. It's kind of an art. You have to like say it in just the right way, where it's like a little cheeky. Well, it, for the most part, I, I what I want to do is make people smile. I don't want to make people angry. Yeah. Even people like. And there, there, there are people who will disagree with me on this and, and think what I'm about to say is objectionable. But, like, Michael Jordan once said, why, they, they asked Michael Jordan why he doesn't talk about politics. And he said, 
well, Republicans buy sneakers too. And it's mm. like, why would I want to like, uh, well, yeah, but like why, even beyond that, like why would I want to alienate anybody or at least like go out of yeah. the way to alienate anybody? And that's one of the reasons I got out of uh, making quote fitness content because I, I grew up fat. Am I allowed to say that? I'm going to cancel. I, grew, I was overweight. You can say that. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um <laughs> And I, I remember, like, when I was, like, a fat kid, if I saw some, like, muscle dude doing anything, lifting weights and talking about, like, losing fat, I'd be like, I don't want to watch that. A, because it makes me, reminds me of my own shortcomings. Yeah, makes you feel bad. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in the business of making people feel bad. There's people who say all sorts of shit on the internet. All sorts of, yeah. like, spicy, uh, aggravating stuff. Like people stuff. make entire platforms off of rage baiting now. Yeah, like, you go through, like, TikTok lives, it's like... God is not real. Prove it. Prove it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Donald Trump is the best. Donald Trump is the worst. Yeah, just uh, trying to be controversial because they're not interesting, entertaining, or right, right. Um, and, and like, and when people want to talk about politics, I'm like, hey, it's important people talk about politics. I care about these issues too, but you can literally talk about it anywhere else besides my fucking video about Zagnut bars. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so my my question was, do you? consider uh, success in traditional media such as being in a reality show more valid than success from being a contentfluencer or whatever whatever word we're using for it I will say having now been on a reality show and seen the impact that it has had on <clears throat> on my numbers and my following I will say no it's much more valuable to be online than on at least the show Worst Cooks in America. <laughs> and also, like, I truly measure success financially. So whoever has the fattest check, whenever the deposit comes through, that's where I get my validation because I respond to money more than anything else. Like, me, I, me too. If there's one thing you learn about me, listeners, on this podcast, everything I have done online is in an attempt to get more money. I will do almost anything for money they were asking us like what sponsors we would and wouldn't take for the podcast and i was like basically i won't advertise like guns or the republican party but if the check is but bad enough they're not I gonna sway they're not gonna reach out to you anyway i have a moral compass of um a disney villain let's say you know what let me piggyback on it i'm, I'm the exact same but my only difference is i actually i'm actually chasing fame more really? than money. Um, I feel like for me the fame's nothing. I don't I, give a shit. I feel like with fame comes money, but I do want. Yeah, that's exactly. Maybe it's because I'm half straight, but like okay. like the esteem of women is so important to it. Well, first of all, it's so rare. Like I don't care what you like, Brad really? Pitt. Brad Pitt or, or whoever the best looking dude on earth is, he could go out and be like, I'm gonna go get laid tonight. He could yeah. very easily strike out, whereas it's it's just much different for gay men and and, and uh, women, obviously. But like, just yeah. there's just something. It's, and I used to be a musician, so like, I, I maybe I shouldn't reveal this, but like, I do really value like women swooning over yeah, okay. over anything. And, and I figure like, you if women capture their hearts, yeah, yeah, I'm the same, except I I seek fame a little more. And I have no, I'll do anything other than like, yeah. other, I, I would advertise anything unless it were somehow damaging to my ability 
to advertise other things or make money or have a platform. The way, Very fair, yeah. The way like guns or uh, the Republicans exactly, would, would yeah. be for me. And, and those, <laughs> those definitely those, those, pigeonhole you. Right, and those people wouldn't reach out to me anyway. Exactly, yeah. So, like, it's like, it's, I'm not even, like, being brave by saying that. It's like... Well, listen, Nathaniel, if you want the validation and approval and affection of women, there's no better way to do it than to be a gay man. <laughs> That's pretty much my entire following, is women and gays. Straight men, they're, they don't see me, and I kind of like it that way. Josh and me, it's both, uh, our analytics on TikTok anyway are identical, and it's 70% women, men, and I assume... That's good. That's a good. I assume of the 30% of men, you know, 20% Mostly of them gay. are gay. And yeah. I'll tell you, that's actually something that bothers me a little because like, because I feel like, like my, like my personality, like I, I, I deal in for the most part, like dick and fart jokes. <laughs> I, I grew yeah. up, I grew up listening to Howard Stern and like demographically in terms of like, what I watch and how you would advertise to me, I, I am a straight man. Yeah. Um, I just mean that in a, like a, what I consume in a kind of way. So it, like, yeah. it, it almost makes me sad that like, there are people, there's like some 17 year old straight kid from Missouri or whatever, who would probably like my content, but wouldn't watch it just because, oh, that's, that's that gay shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like straight guys are just watching hot girls and their content. I was actually at a, um, it was like a meeting for creators at the Meta headquarters. I went with my friend Nick from the show, Nick Trawick, 13, follow her. Um, but it was like all these content creators and I recognized a bunch of them. I was like, oh, I know you. Oh, and you're the person that does that. And at one point they were kind of showing all the creators how you can really like deep dive into the settings on your analytics to like look at that demographic data. And all the gays in the room it was like mostly women and then like 30 percent more likely than not gay men and then some of the the female creators their content and like one of them specifically said that like as she's gotten older that has skewed much more towards predominantly male audience because like now she's like getting hotter and like she's more i guess she like started when she was underage and now she's like of age so now that she's 18 all the dudes are coming out of the woodwork to engage with her content which is obviously so fucked and weird and creepy but I feel like that's what the straight men are watching. They're watching hot girls and not much else. They don't even they don't even see us. We're invisible with them. Yeah, it's it's just like boom. Well, Paris, my my thing is overheated. We've got forty five great minutes. Oh, amazing. Um, I'd love to uh, I'd love to interview again sometime soon. We'll have Josh along for the ride. Um, okay. And maybe uh, I'll I'll reach out to Michael, and uh, you know maybe it'll work something out. Yeah, um, this was fun, Nathaniel. It's nice to, like, get to chat with y'all because we've only ever communicated via, like, comments online. Right, right. I feel like. It's always, like, you worry you worry about these things because, like, we, we could have gone on and have been, like, oh, so you're on a show? Yes. You, you know what I mean? Like, it could have been, like, stilted. Yeah, well, that's, that's partially my, my hang-up with the term influencers. Like, influencers, from my experience, tend to have, like, no personality. Or, like, they, they have, like, an online persona and then you meet them and it's different. Whereas, like, content creators, I'm, like, I'm just a funny bitch and I'm going to be a funny bitch online or in person. And that's comforting to me because I don't have to worry about any of that. I just be myself and there it is. Um, actually this one, one last question. What is your, okay. what is your dream as a entertainer? What, what, what would, what would like making it mean for you as an entertainer? 
I've been doing a lot of stand-up comedy lately, so I would love a, like a special, Netflix, whoever. Um, but mostly the dream, and I'm kind of living it right now, which is like kind of shocking, is just to be able to sustain myself financially doing this. And right now I'm doing that. And I'm like, ooh, nobody move. It's working. So we yeah, can't me, change anything. Me too. <laughs> it's like, it's not like I'm rich, but I, like I do all right. Yeah. And like, that's like exactly the, the ability to do something halfway creative that's very low stress is like, I, I feel very thankful for that for yeah. sure but i will take i will take a moderately successful career in comedy that allows me to like live sustainably off of just that that's that's my dream anything yeah. more is just the icing on the cake mine is uh like talk show host which i guess at, at this point it I wouldn't be it wouldn't be on like nbc it would be on like youtube or whatever i mean you're doing it right now that's true. This you're is, literally, you're literally hosting a show and we're talking. This is uh, all I need is a you band. You have to realize you're living your dream. Wow, in a parking lot out. in Jersey City, <laughs> in this visibly dusty car, might I say? Yeah, you know, a funny thing that people would, uh, people find would find surprising about Josh and me, of the two of us, Josh is the messier one. That's not surprising to me at all. No, okay, because I'm really <laughs> messy. It's it's the first time I've been in a relationship where I'm like the person is who's like You're the clean one. Yeah, and I am when I tell you I'm a fucking slob, believe me. Um but so yeah. Josh does drag. Like that's so messy. Wigs and outfits and costumes and props and glitter and glue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in a craft barn. I do. We're uh, we we got to we got to find more space. Yeah. I would actually I would love to live in LA cuz it costs the same pretty much as New York and you get more space. Yeah. So Plus know. it's like the area we live in is kind of like the suburbs. So like I go on my run and I'm like, you can't tell me I'm not in like a 90s sitcom. Just like, da, 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 da. And well, then you still have all the culture that you want. It's funny. I, I like, when you lived in New York, you lived in Manhattan. Yeah, I lived in the East Village. Okay. It's yeah, really it, cute, but just wasn't for me. There's something about living in Manhattan, like the psychic energy of all the people taxing the, the concrete it's like when i live in like i've lived in manhattan before but i always prefer living in like either brooklyn or queens or hoboken or jersey City. trees yeah and like just not like you know hustle bustle hustle bustle that's another reason yeah. like i grew up in the suburbs and I'm, I'm ultimately most comfortable there yeah so like it's la nice. it's cozy it feels safe yeah um, in New York, I was, like, becoming a, a very mean version of myself. And I'm not, like, the nicest person to begin with, but I was just becoming, like, a rotted bitch. And I was like, I don't want to be this cruel to human suffering. And I just felt like myself getting harder to a point where it wasn't... I didn't like who I was becoming. So I was like, let me remove myself from this. It's not good for me. Thank and, you, therapy. And, like, the, or getting sucked into, like, there's a very, like, uh, there's a there's a particular kind of New York elitism. Mm -hmm. Um and I was modeling at the time, so I was only in, in the fashion world. It was just fashion people, fashion parties. Okay. It's, so you're in ground zero them. for that, right, right. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, God, get me out of here. Um, well, alrighty, This has been wonderful, Paris. Okay. Uh, yes, thank you so much. No, I thank you. you. And th again, let me thank you for doing this last minute. Listen, um, you got lucky. My Tuesdays are relatively open these days. Sweet. Um, I would love to have you on again. Yeah, uh, this was fun. Maybe in a month or two. Uh, Josh Listeners, will be there. 
follow me, like, subscribe, like the podcast, subscribe if you aren't already. Turn on notifications for Nathaniel's podcast. I already have. Thank you. And you can.